Microphone check. Does my mic sound nice? Uh. Yes, it does. Welcome to this week's episode of It's About Them Time, where we change the narrative by changing the perspective. I'm Jared Dam, and it's about damn time to have another conversation that changes the way you think and perceive things. The only question is, are you ready? Welcome to this week's episode of It's About Damn Time. I'm Jared Dam, back in the building once again. And if you're new here, or maybe you're not so new here, It's About Damn Time is a podcast about self-discovery. It's my self-journey on the road for me to build a better me. And hopefully through my conversations and revelations, I'm allowing you that opportunity to build a better you through, through these conversations that's, that's taking place. This week will be no different. But before we get started with this week's episode, a little bit of housekeeping. I've always wanted to say that. I say that every time I say a little bit of housekeeping, but I really like saying that because all the big weeks, they say that. So a little bit of housekeeping. One, I was flirting around with the idea of me taking a break from It's About Damn Time. Um, Simply just trying to catch up on episodes again i promised you all parents at the midnight this fall so you know it's 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 episodes to be edited there it's still episodes still to to record uh i am working um on a couple of projects that i need to need to catch up on and just you know just trying to truly and really establish the whole damn show um i it was by Wednesday last week, I decided that I was going to not give out any more episodes and, and whatever episode this was, was going to be my last for a while. And then maybe by Saturday, Saturday, I was like, I can't, I can't let y'all go. I can't let the game down. You know, I can't, can't let y'all go. So, um, so what we're going to do is we're going to be really solo heavy for the next couple of months which is not a bad thing. Give me an opportunity to kind of get some stuff off my chest. I mean, this is a a self-discovery. Um, it is a self-journey, if you will. So we're going to be really solo heavy, you know, while I work on, on all of these things, including the Damn Awards. It is fourth quarter, and we're trying to make the Damn Awards bigger and better um, this year. We're trying to do some things. I had to finalize these things yet, so I don't want to sit there and tell you what exactly <laughs> what we're doing just yet. Because things might, things are subject to change, but it's going to be bigger than just me writing the blog. I I, I think I owe y'all that. We're doing a damn awards for um what year is it? Um uh, at least twenty years. Yeah. Uh, like nineteen. Nineteen. Wow, nineteen years. So it'll it'll be twenty years. Actually, next year, this will be the 19th annual Dam Award. So I can't keep giving y'all the same stuff. I got I got to hit y'all with something sexy. And if, and if you don't know what Dam Awards are, if like I said, if you're new here, stand by. I like to give give flowers to people when they can still smell them, and, and I want to do this even better than I've ever done it before. All right. So now that we got that out of the way, 
I am still here, solo heavy podcast episodes, and it gives me opportunity to be a little bit more introspective because as I told y'all last week, last week I said that I wanted to be the black Mel Robbins. And Mel Robbins is, is this person who, you know, this this, this white lady who is an expert in change uh, management and helping people, you know, make, make changes in their lives for the good and everything. Been doing it for, for years. Her podcast is, is movie successful. And so I'm like, yeah, there's a space for me to be that for my community. And that's what I wanted to do. But again, you know, the last minute contemplating and thinking, I decided, I was like, hey, do I want to be the black male Robbins or do I want to be Jared damn Butler? And what that means is like the way I communicate and the way I do things is that I open up with people and had these intimate conversations. And that was the very essence of what this podcast was about. And, and yeah, I go over in my head about trying to figure out, is it this, is it that? Maybe I should modify this, but ultimately the podcast is about me giving my own brand of storytelling about the stuff that I go through and it's trying to figure that out um, along the way and helping you to figure that out. That's the whole purpose of it. So, you know, Mel Robbins don't really do so much of a self-discovery, self-journey. She reveals things about herself, but, you know, she's got that all the credentials for change. Do I? ghetto credentials you know what I'm saying like feedback from friends but you know I'm going to reach people through my own experiences and that's that's what I end up having a conversation with a friend and mention that and especially when I was talking about um, the comfortably toxic podcast by Angel and Gaza uh, for, for the Mermaid and Lion shout out to them uh, take a listen to their, episode, their, their episodes they, they're really quick but they're insightful and they just it's it's so much inside the mind of a married couple. And it's not people talking in general terms when it comes to relationships, which I hate. Like, it's so many relationship podcasts, and everybody has an opinion. They give their general terms about that, but they ain't putting their business out there. And that's what separates Angel and Gaza, and even me, because how much of my business do y'all know, Right. And so I think in order for me to reach people, whether I talk about, you know, mental health or whether I talk about the struggles that I have or imposter syndrome, whatever, in order for me to reach people, it's about me revealing, telling stories, showing each and every one of you that I'm going through this shit. And even though y'all are going through this shit, we are going through it together. We're going to figure out a way. So that was the, that was the relevant, that was the revelation that I had in making sure that I was going to sit there and continue to do episodes and then making sure that I uh, was going to be on the right path in doing episodes. So that gets me to my point this week. What am I talking about this week? Well, it's about damn time I address the elephant in the room. It's about damn time I address why I'm still single. This is me. This is me putting myself in the hot seat. This is me opening up because a, a lot when it when it comes to like relationships and everything, I I'm and I'm, I'm I can do nothing but be real with y'all. I am selectively open. Like you hear me talk about the struggles with depression and 
and anxiety and you know oh I, I had to struggle here for a while you're hearing past tense shit so I'm opening up about that but it's past tense I gotta start telling y'all about the real stuff that's going on with me to, to be exposed and right now I am not currently officially in a relationship with anybody and although I I have had relationships in the past I don't know if I necessarily felt all that comfortable in those relationships at times. Um, and quite frankly, it wasn't until a conversation that I had recently that I had, to, I had, a, I kind of had to really look and try to understand why I am single. And maybe this might apply to, to everybody, maybe it not, but I got to get this shit off my chest. And and when I was asked, I had not a clue. Like I, like I couldn't give the person a reason. Like, <laughs> like I couldn't be like, oh, well, I, I couldn't. I had nothing. Like I just like you know, I just, I just had this feeling that I need to stay in this lane for right now, and I, I don't have anything more to that. Well, at least under the time, I took some time to actually to look and think about it. <sighs> I asked chat GPT, I Googled some stuff. So here's what I got. Here's what I got. Number one, looking looking at why people are in relationships or, or in not in relationships or still single when they're in their 40s. I'm 43 and chat GPT gave me a couple of talking points. Shifted the priorities. Um, and that's like when children, careers and personal growth take center stage. And it's natural to want to focus on your own journey, you know, but you got to figure out how to shift those priorities and how it's affecting your dating life. That's fair. That's valid. I am shifted on it the whole damn show. And it's about damn time podcast and all the podcasts on my label. But this, but I, but let's be honest. That's not keeping me from, from, from dating anybody. Anybody, anybody that I'm in a relationship with knows that that is something that I'm doing. So they admit. So the talking point two, baggage from past relationships. Baggage is something we all carry, especially in our 40s. How do you recognize it? And more importantly, how do you let it go and make room for something new? Do I have emotional baggage? Fuck yeah, I do. I don't. Now, sometimes it makes me a little gun shy on, on certain things, especially the last few relationships I've probably been in after um, my divorce it does make me a little gun shy like I was like to the point after those I kind of wanted to hit the the slow down but let me just figure some stuff out let me figure out how I roll with things again because I I gave so much of myself in relationships that I don't I don't really look for what I want I'm 43 years old and I don't know what the fuck I want a lot of times. And that, and that's from what I need into relationship at some points. And that's to what kind of serving spoons that I want in my kitchen. All of that is like a struggle because I've always conceded to go along with everything, but I cannot say their baggage from my past relationships is the sole reason why I'm not, why I'm not in a relationship and why I am still single because 
the statement said, we all have baggage. We all have baggage. You know, it's it's important to recognize that baggage and then and then work on work on it and work on moving past it. And I recognize it. Still working on the process of moving past it, but I, but I acknowledge that that baggage exists and it could create Bobby Rose. But let's be honest, that's not the the reason. Not the you know not the main reason. I don't feel like. Which all of these are reasons. All of these I feel like are good talking points and there are reasons but I don't feel like they're the main reason point three fear of vulnerability vulnerability can be terrifying and after years of life experiences rejection can seem almost even more painful so you gotta feel like figure out a way to overcome that fear of being vulnerable and open yourself up to love now I fucking struggle with vulnerability again I'm vulnerable but I'm selectively vulnerable so I can give you shit that I've been through. Oh yeah, Jared, did you used to be in a in a mental health facility for five days? Yeah, I did that. Lost a lot of weight there because because I was sitting next to people that I was like, whoa, they got a lot more stuff going on than me. I got to get myself together. And I can say that freely, and I can have the conversations about how scared I was and and the experience there. I've talked about it on on this, on on this podcast. I talked about it on different platforms before. So I can be selective, selectively vulnerable, but there are sometimes I I can't. It's hard for me to be vulnerable to be like, hey, you know, I'm pouring everything into this in this in this company and what I'm doing uh, for, between me and my keys. So I might have fourteen dollars in my account. <laughs> it's hard to say that. It's hard to sit there and say that you know, I I was once you know ep- epitome of. You know, taking care of myself, um, life after diabetes, but, you know, between stress and, you know, the company and trying to give myself to everybody else, I don't go outside as much as I should. My vitamin D level is probably trash, which I'll, I'll speak to everybody back my magnesium, but I ain't getting no vitamin D and those things go hand in hand together because I ain't outside. <laughs> People know I ain't outside because I sit in the dark house, the bat cave. So it's hard for me to be vulnerable openly all the time. Thank you for everybody who knows and feels that I'm a vulnerable person and I reveal so much, but it, it is selective if I'm being honest. So to be to be vulnerable enough to not only reveal things, but to allow people to do things for you, that's something that just doesn't sit well with me. I'm. It's hard. I'm, I'm supposed to be the person that supports every fucking body else. So it's kind of hard for me to sit there and allow people to purchase some meals for me, give me some gas money, help me clean up my apartment, listen to me as I cry about something. I'm supposed to listen to you all. I was supposed to give that advice. And it's, and it's not something that I, I this is came up with that I created from a podcasting platform. It's it's something that I've always had to steal in me. So it's wild. It's wild. But yeah, the vulnerability thing is an issue, but it's not. No, it's not the major issue either. And there's five points to this. So I'll go ahead and, and, and do four and five together because I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on this. I want to get to the meat and potatoes on why I feel like it is. And so point four is lack of opportunities. 
the dating landscape has, has evolved drastically. You might find yourself asking, where do I even meet people? I know where to meet people. I've been on dating sites. There are new ones popping up all the time. Maybe on my timeline on TikTok. You know, yeah, I might not go outside, but I can find a dating site. If you get me in a conversation where we 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 are exchanging texts or DMs, I'm pretty nice with it. You know what I'm saying? I, was, I, I am reasonably smooth in that. Now, you get me to talking to you one-on-one, that's what I'm going to act like a geek. But... So it's not a lack of opportunities. Um, expectations can make or break a relationship. It's easier to carry unrealistic ones based on past the experiences. So how do you set realistic expectations uh, that can lead to healthy connections? We There are some people out there. Let's be honest. There are some people out there in this world who have insanely unreasonable um, expectations. The ones that are super insecure, they want you to carry you and their entire family and their dog and their house and their, their <laughs> all of Motown in Shreveport, <laughs> that section of town. They want you to carry the whole the whole shebang. You know what I mean? And there are some people that they they say, "I want you to do this i want you to walk walk on water i want you to massage my toes i want you to sit there and cater to each and every needs that i have i want you to provide me to make me feel safe to make me feel strong to make me feel secure to make me feel beautiful to make me feel um tall to make me feel <laughs> skinny to make me feel light skinned make me feel long hair to make me <laughs> to make me feel like i can i can win the 2024 Olympic Games. Like, they want you to do all of that and you be like, well, hey, what or what are you pouring to me? What are you pouring to me? What can I get from you that can, that can take me to the next level? Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Nothing. I don't. I ain't got nothing for you. So, I I definitely had those, those, those unrealistic expectations for people as well. Not really worried about that. You know, when that happens and I stopped being super nice. I kind of address it and either that person wants to change and, and hear what I'm saying or they or they think that I'm pulling shit out of my ass and they stop talking to me. And that's unfortunate because I, I definitely care about people. But, you know, I also have to be a voice for myself because I have, I have not been for the majority of my life. So those are the five points. Three of them, the first three, I feel like play a part for me. The last one, the last two, I feel like they don't. So you ask yourself, Jared, what is it? Why do you feel like you are single when you hadn't taken the plunge on being in a relationship? And for me, honestly, I hate to say this, it's my dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know my dad died uh, <laughs> almost a year. Ago in a couple weeks it'll be a year, but you have to understand. My dad, and as I stated in last year's episode, my dad is the most influential person that's been in my life, good and bad. And the main thing that I have, and this is how I know I'm fucked up, and this is how I know that I gotta work this out in therapy and work this out in other ways. Because when I think about me being in a relationship, I don't worry about me 
being hurt. I don't think I'm going to be hurt. I already told you I struggle with the vulnerability thing, so I'm selectively vulnerable. I don't think I'm going to be hurt. And if I am going to be hurt, I'm never going to admit that I'm hurt. I'm never going to tell you that I'm hurt. Because it's the pride thing. It's the ego thing. It's the man thing. It's the Taurus thing. But my fear in every relationship I've ever been in, everyone, every single one, not even just relationship, if we were, if we were talking, if we were casually dating, if we were just on the phone, just conversing with one another, if we were fucking, if we if I, if we were just providing just oral, oral stimulation for each other, whatever was the case, every single time, I always fear for the other person to be hurt by me. I fear for the other person to be hurt by me because I just see my dad. And I, a lot of times I try to, to die that there was any sort of resemblance in life to me and my dad. Like it was one of the scariest things for me. Anybody who, anybody who was like, Jared, you're just like your dad. I would go nuts. I'll go off. That ain't the case. No, I'm not like him. And it came from a place of hurt. It came from a place because he hurt me for the decisions that he made and he hurt me for the decisions that he made to others for others that affected others my siblings our moms grandmother pawpaw I didn't want to be like that and it wasn't until fully when he died and I had to kind of go through some of the stuff I go through we're a lot more alike than than I imagined him a lot more alike than I ever thought that we were. It's not necessarily a bad thing because I recognize that I'm trying to work to fix it, to 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 understand that my life and my actions affect other people and their heart and their emotions. And maybe I'm overcompensating too much. Maybe I'm sitting there, I see the similarities in him. So I'm deciding that I can't, I can't do that. So maybe I could be overcompensating too much, but the bottom line is I am fearful of hurting people because quite frankly, I don't know exactly what I want. And I never take the time to figure it out because I'm always willing to cater to someone else's needs and maybe people who who never had their needs catered to may be drawn to me and sometimes I feel like I'm grading they're grading me on a curve and they don't really care and I, my job is just to almost get them ready for the, the, the love of their lives or whatever which is a really sad sad way of thinking about things and I don't always think that way I think sometimes I do if I'm being honest sometimes I do <laughs> maybe maybe this podcast should be named <laughs> so I should retire tell it it's about damn time to if I'm being honest because uh, I, I think I say that phrase a lot but I think honesty is important 
and I'm struggling. So I struggle with that. I struggle to allow things to happen because I don't know what I want. I know what I know what feels good at this at the time. And I'm not even talking about sex. I know emotionally what feels good at the time. I think I think I mastered the honeymoon stage. I think when it gets out of the honeymoon stage, because I had taken the time to figure shit out, I'm fucking clueless. And maybe that's what it is. Maybe maybe my dad never did that. My dad had a lot of relationships with people. And I don't think he ever got the, out of the honeymoon stage with a lot of them. And by the time he did, he was already ready to transition to the next person. And I know, understand that, that that is a generational curse. And I understand that I have maybe a sibling or two that might, you know, face these same things. But I want to break it. Because if it was just me, I'd be like, whatever. Hell, when it was just, if when I was just thinking of just me and not wanting to hurt anybody else, I was willing to stay married, even though I knew I wasn't happy. So if it was just me trying to break a generational curse, I wouldn't be worried about it. Just like, whatever. But I got younger sisters and I got a daughter and a son. And I don't want them looking at me and feeling these curses. So I got to figure it out. At least the path on which to go down. That's why I'm single. Because I don't love myself enough to care enough about myself to figure out exactly what I want. What I want is to completely cater to others all the time. Because that's what's easier for me. That's simple. I listen to people. I hear what they say. And I give it to them. Whether they use verbal cues or nonverbal cues, I give it to them. But I am afraid to figure out what I want because I don't know how to do it. And that's why I'm single. If this is something that you do, or if, even though other points resonate with you, I want you to sit there and sit with that. I want you to think about that. I want you to, I want you to figure out if you're single, no matter your twenties, thirties, forties. Take a take an introspective look and figure out why you might be single. Some of these things could, could be it could hit you right then and there, like yes, that is it. And some and some of these things, like maybe that breakdown of the conversation about me being like my dad, maybe that might be like whoa my mama like that or my my god mama like that or my aunt something it's about them time that when we identify areas of opportunity in our life we walk up to them and try to figure it out we can't run forever and y'all have been running for a long fucking time so like a call to action podcast y'all are holding me accountable and I'm going to hold y'all accountable too so get with me on Instagram it's about damn time pod let's talk about it let's hold each other accountable let's let's continue this conversation I appreciate y'all each and every one of y'all for listening and um we will we will talk soon so until next time I'll see you next week 
Thank you for joining me this week on this About Damn Time. Hey, if you like what you heard, follow this podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and IG, and join the conversation on this week's episode. Link to all my socials in the show notes. You can also show love by simply giving me a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And of course, for more blogs, pods, and other digital content, go to thewholedamnshow.com. Until next time, I'll see you next week.